We are going to continue our conversation about, well, it's not just about residential schools. It's the larger issue, uh, Truth and Reconciliation Committee and the recommendations, but also just the uh, the entire idea of... of of reconciliation and, and a part of that for a lot of people is is not honoring maybe it's a little different than the cancel culture idea not honoring individuals who had pushed the residential school system and you're seeing this uh, sort of uh, across the country in different ways for example in, in in toronto at the ryerson university there was a statue uh, splattered with red paint and, and toppled yesterday it's a statue of edgerton ryerson uh, certainly coming under renewed scrutiny ever since the discovery of the uh, the children's bodies uh, by the kamloops residential school ryerson credited as one of the architects of canada's residential school system plus locally there's another early proponent of the system bishop uh, catholic bishop vital grandin of course that name Grandin does figure prominently in our area, certainly in St. Albert, where there are connections with uh, Bishop Grandin from long ago, an entire neighborhood uh, named after him in Edmonton. Perhaps most notably with the Grandin LRT station, there is uh, both the name of the station and then also a mural uh, associated with it. Uh, both of those possibly going out the window. This is part of a larger conversation that has been going on for, for, for quite a while now. And uh, We'll be chatting with uh, Mayor Don Iveson in a few moments just because he is proposing a motion in order to change the name of the Grandin LRT station and then also address that mural. The mural shows Bishop Grandin and also a nun holding a uh, an indigenous child. And then you can see the, uh, the in the background there is a residential school. That has been a triggering uh, thing for a lot of Indigenous people who uh, look at the residential schools. Uh, it's it's not the entire issue around truth and reconciliation, but it has been a huge one. And certainly ever since the discovery of those bodies outside of Kamloops, this has added to that conversation and shone an even brighter spotlight. Mayor Don Iverson joining us now here on 630 Ched Mornings. Uh, appreciate you jumping in on the phone uh, with this today. So you're putting forward the motion. Just tell me what, what the motion says, what it's intended to do, and, and what the plan is. Well, morning, Daryl, and, and thanks for giving the story some attention. Um, first of all, you know, having spent a good chunk of last week, which I thought was going to be a light week because council was on break, mm-hmm. um, connecting with Indigenous community leaders and elders um, who I've come to know in my work at City Hall, the, the pain and re-traumatization that people are feeling, um, I think is probably pretty hard for settler Canadians to appreciate, but it has been absolutely devastating. And to uh, to learn of the 215, uh, and then also people have been incredibly hardened by the memorials that have sprung up, um, the solidarity that people have shown, sort of a feeling that this issue has finally broken through to quote-unquote mainstream Canadian mm-hmm. society and moved hearts and minds. And so so the call from Indigenous community leaders to do something about Grandin, both the station and the mural, and calls for the Catholic School Board to consider uh, doing something with respect to the name of the school, those, those have been there, in fact, for more than a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but mainstream Canadians, I think... Um, that is to say non-Indigenous Canadians, and I shouldn't make that distinction, I apologize, it's a poor choice of words, uh, have have really, are incensed as they learn more about 
the history of Canada's policies uh, with respect to Indigenous people generally and specifically with respect to Indigenous children. And so, to, to, to get to your question, uh, the motion, which I'll offer today, and strictly speaking, um, it may be two weeks before it gets debated because of our notice requirements, unless Council chooses to waive that notice, uh, the motion will allow for the covering of the mural um, and some people have asked a question about you know are we painting over the mural and and absolutely not it's a cultural object we have to treat it with some thoughtfulness as well and work with the artist and the francophone community that commissioned it to find an appropriate permanent location for it where it could be safely displayed and interpreted in a way that isn't as triggering for people as a piece of public art that you kind of can't avoid if you're taking the train. So first and foremost is to deal with the, the trigger of of the mural itself by covering the plexiglass that that is on top of it with an orange wrap. Um, second will be to begin uh, work on, with our naming committee on renaming the station and the district. Um, and in the meantime, what we'll do is cover over uh, the word or the name on the station and the signage in the area while we do some more work and community and Indigenous engagement to determine what might be an appropriate name, perhaps with a nod to inclusion and reconciliation. And then ultimately some work uh, with the arts and heritage community and Indigenous communities to determine what what to do uh, with the relocation of the mural. So it lays out a set of steps, but there's some immediate action to respond to the overwhelming calls we've heard from Indigenous community leaders uh, and and non-Indigenous Edmontonians to, to, to no longer valorize Grandin yeah. um, because of the policies he championed and the harm they caused. And, you know, this, this really strikes me as being a microcosm of things that are going on across the country because we knew uh, about residential schools. We'd heard the stories because of the, the Truth and Reconciliation Commission. We had looked at doing this before, but this spotlight that has been uh, shone by the Camelot's 215 uh, it has really uh, been a catalyst for more immediate change. Stop looking at it. Stop studying it. Do something. And... I mean, that may be the only good that comes of this atrocity, really, uh, which is, you know, the scale of what we're talking about here. And, and there's been a lot of resistance to the, to the notion or the, the language around cultural genocide. And I, I have to admit, you know, when I first heard those words uh, five or six years ago when the TRC was coming through, I, I wasn't sure what to make of them. I think I had a defensive response and thought that, no way Canada could be guilty of something like that. And then, you know, I became quite involved with the Truth and Reconciliation Commission um, after its time, during and after its time here as an honorary witness and came to believe that when you read the list of, of charges, essentially, that there really is no other way to describe it. And then now this is, as opposed to, you know, the at least 4,100 children who died at these schools who are documented and many more whose fate is unknown, among whom we can now count some or all of these 215 souls. Um, I think that has brought it home. And so there's very few people now debating is it or is it not or was it or was it not mm -hmm. cultural genocide. And 
And I think, you know, that is some progress amidst the just the, the sorrow and the grief and the shame that people are feeling uh, from all walks of life in this country, and the eyes of the world are on us too. Yeah. And and it's worth having the conversation. It may be tough, and I, I've said many times, you know, some tough conversations going on ac- across the country. Uh, let me just throw this at you because you still have to be a steward of, of taxpayer dollars too. So how much is it going to cost to, to change Grandin Station? Do you, can, are you able to do it slowly? Because there are a lot of elements here. It's not just changing the sign. Then your, your announcements, you have, you have uh, uh, pamphlets, you have websites. There, there's a lot that's involved here. Is it possible to do it in a staged manner that is still respectful but doesn't just throw a bunch of money at it and, uh, and, and blast through some tax dollars? Well, and and normally I would say, of course, but in this case, I think um, I happen to know that the costs and impacts will be very incidental. We're talking about stickers at this stage uh, and staff on the transit system who, I mean, they can put stickers on big buses uh, and it's not that different a technology to to change the LRT maps and to put up some temporary signage. You know, we've seen through COVID that we're able to do that sort of thing actually in a pretty limber fashion and so i think the uh the hard costs of this will be fairly incidental and the healing value of responding to this call in a timely manner um is is more than worth it uh and there are other areas you know we're going to run out of time here but what does this amplify the the attention that goes on areas like oliver or other potential uh, issues with different naming sites uh, throughout the city of edmonton does this refocus some of those efforts i'm glad you asked about that because uh, the city's been trying to make sure we have a, a thoughtful process for handling these calls when they do come through and so we've asked our naming committee uh, to to provide us some advice on because we have a naming policy, but we we don't really have a renaming policy. And obviously, to rename, you have to dename something. And we don't have you know there's a huge gap around how to handle requests to dename something. Now, in the case of Oliver, we've got the Community League and in fact Oliver uh, descendants, family members who uh, believe that it is time to have that conversation. You know, respectfully and 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 sort of diligently and comprehensively rather than uh, just sort of at the snap. And, and, you know, people will say, well, what about Grandin? This is just at the snap. It's been 10 years of calls from the Indigenous community and uh, both around the mural and around the name. And, and I think a very respectful step occurred with Aaron Paquette's companion piece that put some context around the original mural. But, but finally, here we are. Um, because we didn't have a good policy for handling these denaming requests yeah. and renaming requests. And we're going to have that because that, those policies and recommendations around Grandin and Oliver ultimately will come to council on August 24th, which will allow us to not just settle these issues, but have a good and thoughtful policy in place for when they come up in the future. Yeah. Mayor Don Iverson, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks, Daryl. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. 
All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. (laughs) For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.